Mitchell! <laughs> Gentlemen, you realize what we've found. Who knows what waits for us in nature's no man's land? Those hands and those eyes! You've got to do something about it, you've got! Baffling questions, astounding questions. Earthly or unearthly? Is it human or inhuman? Mitchell, people don't like you. What kind of a policeman are you anyway? Brute force with a badge. His name is Mitchell. Joe Don Baker is Mitchell. Beer got a little excited. It's a change. So bust me. You're a policeman and that's grass. I don't think Benton likes you. That's your trouble. Not so many people like you. For one moment, I forgot you were a cop. Mitchell, I want action. We are mean. Mitchell, I made a decision about you. Watch out for falling rocks. Welcome to another episode of It Came From The Bottom. Once again, I'm Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. And we are brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, Atlanta's ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. We watched a very special film today, guys. <laughs> we watched... Mitchell! Mitchell. I'm now, sorry I was laughing. I couldn't join <laughs> For the two of you out there, and Adina, who haven't heard this movie before. <laughs> it's true. This is a movie very well known amongst the MST3K. Personally, mm-hmm. my favorite of all the MST3K films I have seen dubbed. Mine as well. It's an absolute treasure. It's it's uh, it's Mitchell. I mean, what, what yeah. can I say? Now, that said, Adina, what were your opening thoughts going into this movie? Well, I knew it was going to be bad, mm-hmm. obviously, right? Um, what I didn't expect was in the opening credits, like all these actors I love. Yes. Right? There's yes. so many people in this movie, but I, I was so surprised to see all these really great actors, like people I like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say that they're 
you know, Oscar winners by sure. any means. But these are people like Linda Evans, y'all. Linda Evans. Come on. Martin Balsam. Yes. John Saxon. Exactly. These people who Mm -hmm. I just adore. Joe Don Baker. Oh, my God. Well, Well, okay. (laughs) He's in it. Whoa, whoa, guys. Come on. (laughs) Dude, he sucks. He was a golden eye, though. Okay, right. But Joe Don Baker (laughs) sucks in this movie, okay? I'm just... the remake of Cape Fear. Dude, I am telling you. Yeah, strangled by a piano wire. I have much affection for Joe and Don Baker, but he fucking sucks in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so which I, I which is is uh, I I believe the main reason why this movie is thought of so poorly. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah. But I think well, there's also another thing behind that is because tonally this movie is all over the place. Well, and that's the thing because in the opening credits, is this a comedy? Because those opening credits show... Uh, they're amazing. Uh, it's it's this... And when you see the moment in the movie, it's like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, brutal, it's brutal. Brutal. But the, the, it shows this um, slow um, action... Well, it's just sort of frame by frame. Frame by frame of this yeah. one scene in the movie. But it looks hilarious because of his eyes. Because he's got this wide open thing, his wide open eyes, and his mouth is open, and you think he's falling or something, like it's a pratfall, and later it's totally not. But it, it's... Well, yeah, just it, because of the way that they show the frame, and it's not like frame by frame. Right. It's it's There's a frame, and then we cut a to jump. a couple of frames later, and then a jump to a couple of frames later. So what, right. yeah, what it's actually do, he's lifting up a rock and hitting something with it. Yeah. But in such slow motion, you're not really sure what is happening. And it's but on his face. You can't actually see what he's holding. This, right. Awesome fucking music yes. playing. The yeah. music the is title great. Credits, like talk about it. This is the best opening credit scene for any movie we've covered. It is. Yes, I, without me, question. A, I mean, definitely music wise, this is yeah. the best intro music I've ever heard. And in any I, of these movies. and I love the Devil Fish Show opening. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it had a pretty but, a legitimately yeah. high there, bar too. There is like hardcore '70s funkadelic music playing <laughs> yeah. under this, and it is awesome. You know where you're at. Absolutely. So, or so you think you do. You d- think you do. <laughs> but right. no, you brought up an interesting point, though. You know, with it, with Joe Don Baker being the the possibly the biggest problem with the movie. Mm-hmm. But I would honestly think that this movie was sort of written for him, because the idea of Mitchell to me, from the overall presentation and the concept on paper, it strikes me as Dirty Harry. But if Harry was actually dirty. But here's the thing. Like I've seen an alcoholic. (laughs) (laughs) But was he? Because we rarely saw him drink. Yeah, no, no, we see him we I mean he's he's throwing back beers every time he's at his place, he's always drinking vodka he has beer and vodka in his fridge. Okay, so and that doesn't make you an alcoholic. And then he's always drinking. He's not. (laughs) (laughs) So but here's the thing. Well, when when the when the police chief, his boss Walks in and and the guy tells him is like oh Mitchell is here. The first thing he says is grab some aspirin and water and then black coffee and make it strong. Well, but I thought that was so. For the intent no. The understanding is well, obviously he's going to be hungover. So well, get him some aspirin and, first, and water and some that, strong coffee. Our introduction it. to the character is him drunk in the backseat of in the, the backseat of a See, police cruiser. And the thing is. 
is you you can you can think that, but I just thought he was sleepy. No, nope, okay? no, nope, because when <laughs> because when they ask him, "Are you coming?" Oh yeah. He opens the door and you hear him kick beer cans out of it as he's getting out. Oh, and totally also, let's not forget that. the sound most... effect is that you don't see it, but you hear it. Missed let us it. not forget the most important thing. It's Joe Don Baker. It's Joe Don Baker. Okay, but here's the thing. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen him in other movies. Yes. And he's so much better. Okay? I'm not no, saying I, that he's a great actor. I he's agree. so much better. So I expected so much more. And in this, I feel like he just was like, hmm, hi, I'm phoning this in. Thanks. Click. No, and I honestly feel it's because, like I said, the tone is all over the place. He knows that he is in a funny cop movie. Everyone else thinks they're in a serious uh, crime thriller. It Except really for Linda Evans. That and that's, ex- Linda Evans does not know what the fuck she's doing. I don't know. I liked her more than anybody. I mean, she's okay. But she's a one-note character. Well, but that's how she's written. I know. That's what I'm saying. She's a one-note character. She didn't have any charisma going on so with that. So it doesn't matter well, what yeah, she's doing her in the fault. movie. She's only there to do one that thing. That was not her so fault, though. So it doesn't though. matter. No, yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm saying in regards to yes, the movie. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. But for it me, only took 17 episodes for our first fight. <laughs> like, he's no, in a totally comedy. Gonna fight. She's in a, a romantic comedy yes. as a hooker with a heart of gold. Yes. And everybody, everybody else. else is in a serious crime yes, thriller. Yes, that is exactly true. God, is yeah. that movie I want to see? Hooker with a Heart of Gold? Well, it's been it's done. It's called Pretty, Pretty Woman. Woman. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. And if it had gone, and we've done this with some other movies, if mm-hmm. it had gone straight for the comedy, and like like Beverly Hills Cop or something like that, you know? Where, exactly. Where you I are. Really, I really feel like Beverly Hills Cop is the better version or of remake this. Of this movie. Yes. That's, so, what, that's exactly what it yeah, feels like. That's yeah. what it feels like. That's what it wanted to be. And, of course, Beverly Hills Cop came out much later. But that's what this felt like it could have been. And it had the exact right actors for it. It had the exact right plot points. I mean, it had a, a, a few too many things going on, I think. But it, it, that's what it should have been. Yeah. And it most certainly was not. Yep. Zip, can we get an IMDb description for this one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with a short and sweet one because the other one is obviously influenced by the MST <laughs> version. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, so I'm not even going to read it, but yep. the other one says, A sleazy, incompetent detective mm, tries to simultaneously take down heroin dealers and a socialite who murdered a burglar. In yep. a roundabout way, yes, yeah. that is true. That is yeah. the yep. succinct plot of the movie. I would yes. have put that order in a different... Uh, it's the, yeah, yeah, the burglar the thing happens, happens first, first, and then that leads him to the heroin ring. Yes. Correct. But, yeah. yeah. And how we get there, let's go ahead into that. Let's do it. So we open on, as we said, the best credit sequence we've seen in any movie we've covered. Yeah. I mean, again, the music, the really strange shot jumps. There's a guy in the cast named Merlin. I mean, you know, it, it's a good time. Merlin Olsen. Merlin he plays Olsen. Benton. Yep. Yeah, Merlin Olsen. Yep. So we enter on a man breaking into a house. And Adina, you'll be pleased to know it's a person of color. Well, yeah, but then I wrote down. <laughs> yes. But then I wrote down, is this going to make me feel mad that the guy robbing the house is black? Okay. So that's that's yep. where I got conflicted. Because, yes, there were two people of color in this movie. Okay. One is uh, robbing the house. And the other is a police officer that we see for two seconds. Correct. Okay. Turns out that the guy robbing the house is Mexican. Okay. <laughs> Which makes it... 
he was. Yeah, that well, they call yeah. they say that he's Mexican well, later. They, well, they say yeah. something else. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I oh. see the person of color is the first thing, but of course he's robbing the house. So fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Mitchell. <laughs> well, while he's breaking into the house, we're cutting to one of our villains, uh, John Saxon, uh, the, the, the actor, John yes. Saxon, uh, who is in a limo macking on some sweet 70s honey <laughs> while this really annoying woman rambles on about something in her day. And then he, they get back to his He just tells place. her to shut up. He does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He just tells her to shut up. Lay down the law. Yep. They get back to his place, and they catch the burglar in, uh, in the act, mm-hmm. and John Saxon shoots him until he is dead. Yes. Yeah. He just kills him. Pretty enter, much include cold in, blood. Enter yep. our hero. Yes, but wait. Before, before this is my best, my favorite part of dialogue. Okay. <laughs> so before John Saxon's character leaves the two ladies to go get whatever he was going to get, because I have no idea what he said, he says to the ladies, I want you to exercise the bottomless resources of your imagination. Surprise me. Like you always do. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. And the blonde says, what the hell does he think I am? An acrobat? <laughs> now, <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to figure out what the, what the fuck have they been doing? Okay, because they've clearly been together yeah. before. I want you to exercise the bottomless resources of your imagination. Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> fuck you. Although I did like their dresses, so oh, I was yeah, happy with their costumes. <laughs> As you were. Well, I'm just saying Deanie's into some crazy shit. Yeah, That's John clearly. Saxon's character, yeah, by the Deanie. way. Sure, Deanie. Ugh. Oh, my God. Which used to... Oh, I'm not even going to say it out loud. Never mind. Because so then you'll use it against me. Enter our hero. As we said earlier, who is introduced to us drunk in the back of a police yes, cruiser. Yes, yes. And they're checking out the scene. For some reason, even though he's drunk, he's allowed to be at the scene of the crime as well. <laughs> Make whatever sense of that you want to. Mm-hmm. We hear... So, John Saxon is explaining what all went down. We hear him call the person who broke in a wet back. That's oh, why that's why okay. we're clued into the Mexican thing. So mm-hmm. this guy's already established as a douchebag from the beginning scene. He's now right. a racist son of a bitch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to wonder if it's foul play because Mitchell makes note, even though he's drunk, that the gun seems oddly placed right. at the scene of the crime. Because now the guy who broke in has a gun on him. Right, which he... Which he did not. We didn't know. We clearly see him surprised with his hands up as he gets shot in the beginning yeah, of the movie. Exactly. And so he begins to wonder, like, what all's going on? Like, you know, whether Dean didn't want him seeing something. And you he know? picks up that gun and puts it in an evidence bag, but he picks it up with his hands. With his hand, yeah. Well, did we mention he was drunk? Well, <laughs> and he actually... But yes, not, yeah. he's not a great cop. No. That's, that's on purpose and not on purpose throughout the film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. In fact, it's blatantly stated Yes. in yes. the next scene. And we're, we're getting a lot of Mitchell and John Saxon clashing because clearly they don't like each other from the get-go. Right. And as soon as Mitchell leaves with the cops, we see John Saxon phone and ask for a guy named Lestrada. Mm-hmm. Nobody at the station likes him, though, enough to support his theory, including his chief, which, right. you know, I know what you guys are thinking. A 
a police chief in a <laughs> 1970s movie who doesn't like the hothead cop. <laughs> yep. Get out. He tells Mitchell to stay away from Deanie. He wants him to go stalk this guy named Cummins. Cummins. Yeah. So, you know, Mitchell with his hot head and clogged heart decides to go stalk and do sit out front in front of this guy Cummins' house. What you got, Adina? I'm sorry. I just, yeah. I'm <laughs> you need to go on I, a Cummins rant? Well, not, not just that, but it's like, you know, we have this, these, this hillbilly music that happens, and then he, there's this huge flame when he lights his cigarette. Like, the, he incompetence continues. Oh, when he's in and his it, car. And when he's in his car, when he's outside Cummings' house, and it's like, again, is this a comedy? Like, because there, throughout this movie, we see that he's a complete klutz, he's an right. idiot, and it, it's, it's just... If he had just played up any bit of it, like if if they had leaned into it at all, right? This movie would have been so much better. But yeah, so he approaches Cummins. He wants to again. He's basically learned that he's just investigating this guy to be out of the way of the rest of the police work. It's just basically his chief giving him the middle finger. He went, he tries to talk to Cummins and Cummins won't see him. He's you know he has his bodyguards show him away. Mm-hmm. You know, no salesman or whatever he says Benton. to him. Right? Yeah. Was it the guy's name? Benton. That's the that's, that's name. Merlin yeah. Olson. I did not yep. know his name. I just yeah. called him the muscle. Yep. Benton. All right, cool. Cummins is stubborn, but Mitchell is more stubborn. So he just continues to sit outside his car, just progressively bothering Cummins more and more. And then we learn that Cummins apparently knows Lestrada. Mm-hmm. Or Galano. Mm-hmm. And Lestrada or Galano owns Cummins. Like, he's in charge of him. Something's going on. There's some kind of ring going along because everyone seems to know this guy, Lestrada. Mitchell is still interested in Dini, though, however. So he breaks into his he place to see what's going on. He breaks into the house. Yes. What the fuck? Breaks in. He breaks the in. House. Like, seriously. Like, yeah. there's no. I mean, that's. Climbs over the front <laughs> gates. <laughs> he he breaks open whatever they've covered the broken tin foil. It's like door. Yeah, yeah. Foil. like tin foil that's covering where the original burglar broke Which, in. What? Right? Yeah. And then he just and pumps he his just hand pumps through his the tin foil yeah. and opens the door. He blatantly breaks into the, into Dini's house. Which I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And of course, Dini for some reason, is lurking in the shadows, watching it all happen. But what does Mitchell take? I mean, like, or rather, what, what is he looking for there? I mean, does he find he, anything? No, he's looking for some sort of evidence. Yeah, he's, he's looking for evidence to back up his theory that this that something, that, 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 that there was foul play involved. But I mean, right. so does the scene he lays have a down in the, outli- the body outline Which, just to <laughs> see, like, if he fell this way, would the gun right. land right. here? And right, and then he, he's looking up in the gun, gun rack and all that kind of stuff, and then yeah. he gets caught, and, and he gets chased out of the house, but he was, he's able to escape. But he doesn't actually get any new information from nope. this. No, none of this. He just doesn't really have a purpose other than because to show again, Mitchell being incompetent. He doesn't do right. any actual police work. No, he's not a good cop. But he gets he he gets caught. He runs. He escapes. There's badass music going on throughout. Yes. It. We get the Mitchell theme. So good, Mitchell. But he escapes. Oh. Now the chief finds out the next day at the station mm-hmm. because he chews him out, saying, "Look, dude. All right." Deanie is wanted for all kinds of crazy shit, and he's being investigated by the FBI. Leave yeah. him alone. Yeah, yeah they've, they, they've had an ongoing investigation for, for two like years? two years. Yeah. 
It's like all you're doing is getting in their way, so you have to leave it alone. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure, okay. Okay. And so he goes back home and just kind of accepts it, and he gets a knock at his door and enter. Linda Evans as an escort. Yes. new friend. She just shows up, and without a whole lot of questions, he just invites her in, offers her, you know, she's like, we want a drink. He's like, what do you want to drink? And she's like, I'll have a... What have you got? And he's like, beer Beer and vodka. 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 I'll take a beer. Yeah. He like brings up the can, and she's like, I want it in a glass. Yeah. So then he pours yeah. it. it. It spills on her leg, and he's, he's like, sorry, the beer got a little excited. And then he's like, do you want a towel? And she's like, well, are you going to lick it off? And see, that's why I wasn't a fan of her performance in this, because she says it more earnestly than seductively to well, me. Well, I think she was pissed off. To me, from from my point of view, he spilled fucking beer on her leg. Okay, so first of all, she's getting paid to be with this dude, and at first blush, I'd, I'd be out the door. I don't care how much I was getting paid. Yeah. Okay, the guy's right. a, a complete and utter dingbat. And he, I mean, he drops a gun out of his pant leg, right, in, right in front of her. Then Comedy. he was, then he spills beer on her. Comedy. So. <laughs> so <laughs> And then, and so she's like, um, are you going to look it off? I mean, she's, I think she's trying to salvage. And then he's like, do you want me to take off my clothes? But, yeah. Do you, but do you the, not understand how this works? But even her seductive lines. But like, he does. That's right. why he says, do you want me to take off my clothes? Is that how you operate? Because he immediately knows she's a hooker. Yeah. Well, I know. But it's, it's an awkward scene. For, it's supposed to be awkward from the get-go because obviously he doesn't know what he's doing. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. So, you know, I think it, it, to me, and maybe it's just because I'm maybe a naive uh, lady, but it's like, I, you know, maybe they're trying. he wants to try to get to know her. Maybe he's a little nervous because she's hot. Linda Evans is beautiful. Okay, I'd be nervous too. She's yeah. gorgeous. So, you know, but then, you know, he knows what she's there for. So then they get to it. And well, they, no, before they do, she says the line that I guess wins him over. Don't you like presents at Christmas? Oh my God, that man. is unless you were. And she trails off. And I just wanted to go Jewish. Jewish? Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, yes. Yep. And then and then so then we have this. Oh, my God. This 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 is one of the worst edits of in film oh, history. It cuts to. So they're kissing, right? They're totally kissing. And then we get <laughs> we get this edit to him making out with her foot. With her foot. Yeah. yeah. And it was disgusting. It, it's, it's straight from the beginning of making out to we've already done it. And now we're just. Oh, my God. Basking in the afterglow. Uh, and the I, rest of the dialogue is just him. So like, he's making out foot. with her foot while she's hanging off the edge of the bed. Reading a Playboy. Yeah, and and so I mean, I, this edit just grossed me out. And yeah. then and then, but I wrote, okay, so she's cool because she drinks beer, has sex, and reads Playboy. And she was reading it for the she was articles. looking at the centerfold. Yeah, she was when when he yeah when he first came out with the beer. She's looking at the centerfold. And she's right. like, I'm. I've got as much as this girl does. And I'm like, shit, yeah, you do. You know, but it's like, oh, she's awesome because she likes beer and has sex and she reads Playboy. <sighs> There's so much about this. Okay. Uh, well, we cut from all that to <laughs> Cummins is meeting in the park with, is this, no, is this Lestrada or Galano? This is Lestrada. This is Lestrada. Okay. I, I, again, MST3K makes a joke of this, but I seriously got confused with those two every single time right. the yeah, name came up. Yeah, this is Lestrada. Okay, so this is Lestrada, and he's like this Italian guy. 
Uh, looks totally like a mob boss. And totally. I guess he's in uh, heroin. Yep. That was his, yes. that was his shipment. They're in the heroin. That right. was his corner. And he's pressuring, he's pressuring Cummins into bringing in a, a ship to carry heroin to me uh, for a for a swap for an exchange. Cummins is obviously not cool with it, but you know, Lestrade is who he is, and he's trying to blackmail him basically and pressure him into doing what yeah, he wants. Yeah, because Lestrade is part of one of the families who allowed Cummins to take over this area. Like, right. They're the ones who gave him the power that he has. That's right. So he re- he needs to return the favor. So he's putting on the squeeze and Cummins isn't happy about it. And right. he, and takes he says the- no. Can I just ask one question? Fire. Throughout this movie, mm-hmm. Mitchell is always where he needs to be. Yes. How yes. the fuck does that happen? Because he's sober. <laughs> I don't I'm think just that's kidding. true. He's, I'm just kidding. No, he was never sober. I mean... Honestly, oh, he, he just had he just had a long night of passionate sex, so yeah. he's ready to go. He's rejuvenated. Because that's how, that's what the script says. Well, as the screenwriter of okay. Mitchell, <laughs> okay. now, he's always there because he's always following Cummins, and 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 this this is how bad of a cop he is. He, I mean, that's what he knows. That's his job. He's supposed to be following Cummins wherever he goes. This meeting in the park with the huge mob boss is like Cummins' car, immediately behind him yes. is Lestrada's car, yep. and immediately behind him is Mitchell in his car. Yeah. Like right in plain view. So yep. he knew Mitchell was following him. Yeah. So Because anyway. you could see him. Lestrada could have seen him. Yeah. I don't get it. Anyway. So they drive just far enough away to turn the corner, and then he pulls over, jumps out, and yells at Mitchell for following him. Yep. Right. Even though he knows that's exactly what Mitchell's going to be doing anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <sighs> and he warns Mitchell, like, listen, you're really going to keep following me? And Mitchell's like, yes, I am. And, he, and so he's like, all right, fine. And so he takes off. And we have a chase scene yep. between he and Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And, again, this is totally like... From the MST3K, they bring to my attention, but they're totally using turn signals throughout it. Uh, yeah. Turn which, signals and go on the speed limit. Which um, is hilarious. <laughs> and, the, and then a third car just appears out of well, nowhere. You know, they, they address it because he's talking to his bodyguard and he says, hey, is your guy on this? Right. Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. And he says, yeah, he's, he's coming or whatever. So he shows up in a Mustang as they're driving through the mountains because we're, again, 70s cop movie. We're now in the territory where cars can roll down dusty hills. Right. Yeah, like you know, I love. Well, it's an unpaved road that's being built because they have to dodge a uh, bulldozer, right, during this chase scene. So, the driver of this Mustang that just showed up is essentially trying to run Mitchell off the road while Cummins gets away. Car rolls down the side. Yay! Mitchell catches back up to Cummins. It's like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. Then Cummins decides to take Mitchell in because. He invites him over to dinner and has, like, a really nice meal for him. Yeah, I think the idea is that since, you know, Cummins has just told the mob boss flat out, no, I'm not doing what you tell me to do. Yeah. So he knows that now he's going to have a mark on his back. Right. So since he knows that Mitchell is going to be following him no matter what, might as well have a cop be his protective yeah, detail. Yeah, on, on the payroll. Exactly. Yeah. So he's so he trying to bribe to, him. So he's trying to bribe him into being his on his side. Yeah. Right. And does Mitchell go for it? No. Not really. No. No, but he's... he doesn't take bribes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's an alcoholic and a douchebag, but, but you know, he's, he's honest. He's honest. But he's an honest guy. Yeah. Okay. Mitchell's my hobo in a barn. 
I just said that to make Adina mad. <laughs> the only thing missing yeah. is him waking up in a barn. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole dinner scene thing made me laugh, too, because we have a really funny exchange between Oh, my God, and Benton, Benton and, and uh, oh, Cummings. But, yeah. yeah. The coffee is cold, and you are a lousy butler. I am not a lousy butler. You are a lousy butler. I am not. I say you're a lousy butler. The coffee is cold. It, it, it's like 30 seconds of, no, I'm not. Yes, you yeah. are. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> because the coffee is cold. Again, yeah. is this a comedy? What kind of movie are we in? Well, the scene is a lot more interesting, especially when compared to the one that follows, because we have an awkward sex scene that goes after that. <gasps> oh, my God. Where it's playing as With the earlier. actual theme song, Mitchell. Oh, yes, my God. Is playing, this song. Which is, I, I don't even know how to describe Terrible. It. Well, I mean, I know it's terrible, but I, mean, I don't even know how to categorize it into a genre. Because <laughs> it's not quite country? No. It's country-ish? It's country-ish. something, blues-ish. So I, it is terrible, you but, guys. But meant to be funny. Ugh. It, it, I mean, it, it has that quality to it of, oh my God. this is a comedy theme. Do, 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 uh, do, do. So we're going to have Mitchell, one of the do, longest, do, do, most do. awkward, most terrible sex scenes of all yeah. time. And it, like the duration of the song is just the sex scene going on underneath, which Ugh. is horrendous. Oh, my God. And then the dialogue during this, this is the scene that follows. You got a good example? Oh, what do you, what? How many examples can I give? Seven. So, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so they have this fight about what it is to be a, an escort, and she. I mean, oh my God! This this scene made me so mad because she. Uh, he asked her, who sent her. What is this? When we find out who sent her. No, because. We don't. We should establish Mitchell never paid for her. Right. She right. Yeah, she's that's paid the for discussion by that else. they have. Yeah. Then this is the thing. This because is what he's happens. Never bothered to ask. Oh, I mean, he's he asked has her asked, a couple but, of times, but she won't answer but him. She won't answer. So so he asks her, "What's so special about her?" And she says, "What's so special about me is that I'm expensive and sometimes tax deductible." And then he said, "Tax de- deductible." Please be specific. To be specific, I'm tax deductible when I'm being laid by a corporation. And then then she tells him to be grateful for what you get. I I mean, oh, my God. This whole scene, it it made me so angry. I was so... Mm mad look she's making a living she gets paid a thousand dollars a night she can't he can't afford her okay so she's doing her job so fuck you okay you may not like the fact that she's an escort but this is her job and she's good at it and and she clearly have no qualms with what she has to offer no, seriously. Yeah. And you know what? Earlier in the first time, this and I had to write this down because this is, again, where the fuck is this movie? And this is where I really liked her character a lot because before she leaves, he says, wait, what about me? How do I rate? And she said, <laughs> I never thought about you that way. So he's like, she knows she's the shit. <laughs> Okay, and he's like, well, I'm the shit, too. And she's like, well, not really. So, I mean, but the thing is about this whole thing, this is when she starts to fall for this guy, which I don't 
I can't even nope. begin to approach. I can, I don't even know how that happens. She and the the other thing is she doesn't know how to make coffee. If you watch this scene where oh, she's God, making coffee, I'm like, what the hell are you yeah, doing? Yeah, because I need coffee. I need coffee. And finally, would you go make coffee? Yeah, and so she makes. I don't know what and she, she did. She goes in and does. I don't. And there are coffee grounds all over the floor. I mean, it's <laughs> uh, it's some kind of percolator that she's making the yeah, coffee but it in. Looks but like the... she pours water in, and then whatever the container is that. You put the coffee grounds into. Yeah, looked like a goblet. Yeah, it did. It looked like a goblet, and it looked like she was just putting coffee grounds in a random cup and then sticking the cup in the percolator. Yeah, and so like, I don't think she knew how. She doesn't know how coffee works. Yeah, and and so yeah, and then oh my god, and so then the, she she he he dumps out her purse again. In the first scene, he's dumped out her purse to see if he she, he can determine who she is or who got who she was sent by. He can't. He does find some drugs in her purse yep. Yep. okay so then it, that was tuesday this is thursday she he dumps the purse out again finds drugs again and so then he takes her to the police station she did and ask for it he did she did she challenged him. she did she did she did because they don't you argue bust me? some more yeah and it's the whole is like well then if you have the if you're so against this, then why don't you just go ahead and arrest me? You know right. I'm a hooker. You know I have drugs. So just go ahead and arrest me. He and he's like, you okay. want me to arrest you? And she's like, yeah, go ahead and arrest me. So Bam. he does. We cut to the police station, and he's hauling her in to arrest her. She tells him, he just buys me, then busts. No, he just lays, he lays me, me that, then, then busts, busts me. me. Yep. And then and then she talks and, about falling for the guy. And he goes, the death sergeant says, that's a mistake, lady. Not an offense. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, which I thought was a great line. And I loved his line before that because when she said, he lays me, then he busts me. And Mitchell says, well, she asked me to. And the death sergeant says, what, lay her or bust her? And Mitchell says, <laughs> both. both. He also yeah. says, she asked me to with complete sincerity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yes. And, but, oh, God, their whole relationship. Yep. Like the fact that they decided that she had to fall in love with him and that they were going to be a thing really pissed me off. They're meant to be together forever. Shut up, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you and fuck this movie. <laughs> we, we we find out that she was actually sent by Deanie. Yes, yep. that who is, is correct. Who's who's basically trying to get Mitchell to play ball. When that whole plan to get Mitchell on their side fails... Cummins and Deanie, who have teamed up, mm-hmm. yeah. decide to basically get r- rid of Mitchell. Right. Right. And they do that. Mitchell is following Cummins, Cummins. again. Yeah. Yep. And they have a meet. And then Deanie shows up with a friend on, what um, are those things? Dune buggies. Like dune buggies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They show up on dune buggies, and they start chasing after Mitchell. It reminded me of, like, North by Northwest, except without the plane. Yeah, but in the way, plane yeah. was trying to actually kill him, and in this... They're just sort of running him around. Nobody like runs him, him. No over. No one's actually running him over. Yeah. They're just taunting him. And forever. I mean, For this long, long time. I wrote, this is stupid. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> they aren't just running him over. And then, and, then, and then we get to the opening credit scene. Right. So he's, a, yeah. So he um, is able, he, he manages to get one to, to, um, flip over yes. or something. Yeah. And, and he's able to corner the guy. On the yep. Yeah. And he takes a and rock. So he goes over <gasps> and grabs the rock, 
lifts it all the way up and then just smashes it down on his face. Yeah. And that was the scene that needed to be in the opening credits. That's the movie's synopsis in a shot of the character. Which right. is so crazy to it me. Because it's so brutal. It was. And it's so, I mean, it's so primal. It, he is so angry and so, mm-hmm. I mean, it is, it's scary. I yeah, it really is. I mean, it's 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 taken very seriously yeah, in that moment. I didn't like it, uh, and, and and just and then is almost horrified at himself at what he just did because he stands up and is like, "Oh Holy crap! Shit. Not, right. like right. Not like this! Not like this! Not like these! Not like these!" So um, and then so then he goes after. So Deanie. then he so then he gets into that guy's dune buggy yep. and chases after Deanie. And then. He it tips over and explodes. explodes. Yeah, that was badass. I love explosions. I'm I know so you happy. do. Yeah. I thought of you immediately. I'm like, Thank oh, Jack's you. gonna love this. So, but he it exploded, and then I kind of wish that Mitchell had lit his cigarette with the explosion in this moment. <laughs> oh, it, that would have been that, amazing. That would have been that's, great. That's more badass than Mitchell. Yeah, I was gonna right. say that would knock this right off the list. That one moment, right? Exactly. exactly. But he looked so defeated. Yeah, he looked sad. Like and and I thought, okay, I I, I appreciate this emotion, but I don't get it. But, well, yeah, <laughs> is it earned? It's right. No. I don't I don't know what it is. You know why is he like, so why, sad? Why are why? you feeling so bad at but, this moment? This is I right. Mean, you well, did this on purpose. Yes. If and your intention was to take, I mean, because he keeps making a big deal of how he wants to take everybody in. He wants to be responsible for, for taking Andini. He yes. wants to be responsible for taking down Cummins. He wants to take down the whole heroin trade. He, right. He's so, and he's, trying to, be, he's trying to be dirty Harry. That's what just, He just starts is. killing everyone. Right. And then, and then I guess it's supposed to be this moment of like, oh, I didn't mean to kill him. I wanted to take him to jail. Bullshit. You wanted to kill him. Uh, yeah. Because you did. Like I said, they wanted to create like a, a, a sort of dirty hair. And then he just gets away just, with it because right. no one knew it was him that did it. Well, right. And then so because then the, the burglary. you hear on the radio. They're talking about, oh, yeah. and local uh, prominent businessman so-and-so Dini was found uh, dead in a um, uh, vehicle accident, blah, 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 blah. And they, it's like, right. and that's the last you hear of it. Right. And then, so then the burglary guy never gets justice. Nope. But Dini gets universal justice by being dead. Right. They make him out to be a martyr. It's like, oh, this well-known businessman is dead, and we don't know what happened. It was just a horrible accident. Right. I'm like, bullshit, he got murdered. Cold-blood murder. Yeah. 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 He's the real sympathetic character of the movie. I don't even care that he's well, kind of a racist. Deanie? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> I still like John Saxon. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. So then, then comes my favorite scene in the whole movie. What you got? This is when... The young boy. Oh, the kid. Oh, oh this is, right. This yeah. is the this best is, scene. This is my hobo in a barn, everybody. Uh, nice. Good so, call. and we we find out that it's Greta's kid. Dude, this kid comes up and he says, my mom doesn't like you. Both Zip and I just turned and looked at you the exact same way at Dude, the exact same time. Greta is Linda Evans. And I, I could be wrong, but this is what I connected, that Greta has a kid and this is the ki- her kid. Okay, the kid is a terrible skateboarder, <laughs> by the way. Terrible skateboarder. Okay, but if you, this is the only scene in the movie that's worth watching, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to go back and watch it. Okay, this is getting to like Ed territory. No, yeah. the it it's the neighbor's kid. Are you saying Greta lives next to Cummins? 
I'm well. How else? The how I the mean, hell else would Greta have known to find Mitchell's car to write "bastard" with the lipstick? You make how a the hell, night. You can definitely afford to, dude. How the hell would she have known where he was? How the hell? I, uh, okay, uh, I'm just uh, I, I'm going with this. So fuck you. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, it definitely makes the exchange a lot more. Okay. <laughs> I, I think you just broke some. <laughs> you just told me to fuck off. I did. Wow. Because I'm going with this. Anyway. She took Mitchell aggression out on you. (laughs) (laughs) Zip just dropped his mic. Um, So anyway, this kid comes up to the car, says, my mom doesn't like you. And and (laughs) this whole, is it, do you have the, the, okay. Hi. Hi. Are you the man from the insurance? Nope. You came last night. No. My mother doesn't like you. Well, I don't like your mother. Why not? Why not? No, why not? No, why not? Why are you repeating what I say? Why are you repeating what I say? I'm not. Well, I'm not. You are. Piss off. What? What? What did he say? What'd you say? Did he say something? You say something? You said piss off. You're lying through your teeth. You're lying through your teeth. Now piss off, huh? Piss off. Now piss off, kid. And and then Joe Don Baker gets fucking pissed and this kid was my hero and you see him at the very end when he says piss off kid the kid is laughing as he leaves the scene Uh, (laughs) i didn't notice yeah so this kid is my hobo in a barn and this is the this is the best scene in the whole movie Uh, this is this is the this is the scene they got right this is what they got right in this movie oh absolutely yeah so yeah well if it's from here that cummins offers uh, Mitchell ideal because he's still getting pressure from Lestrada yep. or Galano about the drugs going on, about the shipment. So he says if he can go, if he's allowed immunity, Mitchell will be allowed to be basically the sh- the chauffeur to to pick up the drugs they're coming in. So that way he can get that way he can have part of the bust, and Lestrada gets the heat. Yes. All yeah. right. Cool. All right. Yes. All right. Well, problem. Cummins is double-crossing Mitchell in this case. It's a trap. It's a trap. So he tells <laughs> he tells Estrada of you know who Mitchell is, what's going on, and he's also screwing over Lestrada because he's putting chalk where the heroin was. Yes. And the the whole ruse is they've got this old lady who's got a trunk. Yeah. And so she's taking, she's signing for her trunk through customs to take the heroin to Lestrada. So Joe Don Baker picks her up with her trunk, and they stop at at the at the port there. He's checking the the trunk, right? Right. Okay, and um, he kicks her out of the car. He leaves her there. Yeah. Tells her to start walking. Yeah. Yeah. Just tells her to start walking. And she says she she had no idea about all of this stuff. And I'm like, why the fuck did you sign up for this then? Okay. Mm. Right? So, but this is an old lady. And he kicks her out of the car and makes her walk. Mitchell! <laughs> <laughs> Naturally, Lestrade isn't too happy about all this bullshit either. So, he basically puts a mark out for... Mitchell. Joe Don Baker gets the trunk to him. He just, he determines it's it's chalk. Right. Well, to right? um now now th- th- this is the other guy. This is Lestrada's nephew, 
or something like that. Yeah, some other uh, that He explained it in the first yeah. meeting with him, but yeah. this is... Some this is the person. guy that was trying to make the deal with Cummins originally, and That's Cummins right. told him no. Yes. So this is the other guy, not yeah. Lestrada, but the the younger guy. Yeah. Um. So that was part of the plan. Is like once once Mitchell figures out that it's actually Chalk, so he knows what's up. So now he's going to try to double cross yes. the guy that he's supposed to be taking the heroin to in the first place, because that was part of the deal. Was that. Cummins said, I'm going to let you be a part of this, and then you can take them all down as long as you leave me out of it. That's right. But then the nephew yeah. pulls a gun so they get on there. Joe Don Baker. Right. The nephew realizes that it's not heroin either. Yes. And in the meantime, Joe Don Baker has, or Mitchell, sorry, yep. has taken some sort of handkerchief or whatever and, and put it, put into it the in gas. the gas tank. Right. And so he... So he, that it's hanging out the back. Right. So the guys pull a gun on him. He lights the car on fire. It blows it up. It explodes. And a big chase ensues. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's yep. an awesome chase. Which, so the, again, yeah, so lasts the, way too long. So there's a police helicopter... Is coming up over the is coming up over the hill because right. Cummings has told them that they're going to find Mitchell doing something bad. Yeah, so he's trying to take out the drug dealers and Mitchell at the same time. Cummings, you sly bastard! Exactly, but yeah. Mitchell seems to always be one step ahead somehow. <laughs> somehow, because the script sets up. Right. Can we just like take a moment to just kind of look at Cummins as a villain, like as the main antagonist of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just never got that vibe from the very beginning. There's nothing sinister right. about his character. No. There's no setup to him. Like, if anything, you think John Saxon's character would be the big right. bad. The bad Because he's kind of your grandfatherly guy, and you kind of want to like right. him. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you look at John Saxon, who's like sinister looking as hell. Oh, yeah. Why he got the work that he did. Sure. Right. But, you know, he could have secretly been like, surprise, he's Galano or Lestrada. Right. I mean, like right. one of the two. So that's yeah, something missed that, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy like went out in like a dune buggy explosion. That, like he deserved yeah. better than that. Right. Amen. Right. I, I just, agree. I wasn't a fan of, of Cummins for this reason. Yeah. But yeah, we get we get this sweet boat chase scene though. Oh my god. Yeah. So, so with, the, with so, the police helicopter. Right. So yeah. so Mitchell ends up taking out all of the drug dealer guys. Yes. Uh, he with wins. a shotgun. Yep. Quite that violently. was dropped from the helicopter. Dropped from the helicopter. Yes. Yep. So he blows everybody away, literally. Yep. And then gets, in gets the into the helicopter. helicopter. A really blo- uh, like bloody, gross headshot, too, oh, yeah. at one point. Which yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. remember that from the MST3K dub. It, that couldn't have been on TV. Oh, I don't. I, uh, I think it was. I mean, the headshot wasn't as gruesome as the ones who got Doing it in the, the stomach. Chest. The yeah. ones who got it in the chest and stomach, it looked yeah. like they, it, just a huge explosion. Yeah, yeah. that was blood. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the headshot, I don't think, was that as graphic as that. So no. I think it was still in there. No, so then he gets in the helicopter. Yep, and he chases. And so they know they need to get to the Marina del Rey because that's where the the boat is, where um, uh, Cummings uh, and Cummings and, and Benton are, and Benton are trying to get away with all the money. Right. Uh, so they get there, and the cops are like, uh, "Do you know what the boat looks like?" He's like, "I have no idea." Well, then how are we going to find them? Let's ask the harbor master. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you fucking idiots. Well, uh, okay, fine, sure. Go ask the harbor master. So they actually land the helicopter at the marina. He has to run inside the office, ask the harbor master which boat is theirs, oh finds God. out where they're going, runs back, they get in the helicopter, and then they take off out to sea to find the boat. Yeah. And they which find takes it. way too way long. Way too yeah. long. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a long, drawn-out scene, but they do eventually find it. And he, Mitchell is literally dropped onto the boat by helicopter. 
Mm-hmm. It gets into like this big fist fight with the muscle of the movie, who is the Benton, Benton. Benton right. the mm-hmm. the butler. Yep, and he he kills him with a hook. Yeah, yeah. He like across the chest. Yeah, yep. it was badass. Yeah, mm-hmm. terrible. I mean. I, again, like something that I just do not remember from the original dub. Well, in the whole oxygen tank thing, that yellow tank that they oh, ram yeah, into the they, boat they, multiple they, times. Yeah, they have yeah. the tank on the because it's a sea copter, so it has right. like pontoons on the bottom, so it right. can land on water. Yeah, um, and they have this big tank, oxygen tank or something that they've got on the side. They tie it to the bottom of the helicopter and try to use it as like a wrecking ball. Yeah. Yeah. They take a pass over the boat. It knocks some stuff off the boat. Then they have to turn around and go back and hit it again. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It just goes on for like five minutes and it's pointless. It's pointless. Yeah, Yeah, because it doesn't do anything. Because it never does anything to actually destroy the boat. Right. It just knocks off like the antenna and then it knocks off a side rail and then that's it. And then... Mitchell kills well, what's yeah, his name Ben, yeah, and he then kills Ben. But then Cummins oh, he didn't comes just kill out, him. shoots him in the back. Oh no, he, Benton! No, he kills Benton, Benton and then the Cummings. Yeah. Well, Cummings like tries to, like tries to double cross him again because he comes out and he's like, Mitchell, you can have half the money. It's gonna be yeah. fine. We're gonna work together. It's gonna be great. Yeah, everything's gonna be great. There's and he finally more. walks out of the cabin onto the deck. Yeah, and then Mitchell and shoots Mitchell the... shoots him in the back. Yep. Literally shoots him in the back. That was brutal. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. I don't, don't <laughs> try to give me this bullshit that you're, you meant to bring the men alive. No. Yeah. You obviously want to kill these men. And, and it, I wrote, I, I, he didn't do any police work. No, not at he all. He didn't do any. He's a vigilante. You really break this movie down. It's a, an alcoholic's descent into madness. Yeah, but it's not even way. done that well. It's no, no, it's not done well. It's it's also not intentionally no. done that way. Right. No. But if you look at it on its founded, like on its narrative structure, it is a guy slowly going crazy into obsession with the case. Yes. Exactly. And then yeah. going into his own methods. And the yeah. result, yeah, is that he becomes a vigilante. He's he's just right. he's killing all of these men because they need killing. Yeah. And it's his only defense. And, and then, and then, the then and then that's oh my God. Wait, and then no. gets like, no. well, no, I know that's not the yeah. end. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. And then he just goes home. Like there's no the police show up to investigate. No. There's no I got to report back to headquarters. There's it no just, medal of honor ceremony. There's thing no like a lot nothing. Of cop movies it's just do. he's killed all of these people. Apparently he gets away with it scot free and just walks back to his apartment. Yep. Where Greta, Greta is, back. is waiting for him. And then he grabs her and then shoots her in the fucking head. <laughs> oh, I mean, that is not, that what, is not happens. what happens. <laughs> that the end. Not, that would have been, that would have been better. Awesome. That would have been better than what actually happens. <laughs> no. Jesus. He starts to take yeah. her off to jail again. And that's the end where she's like got a surprise face. <gasps> no, well, he gets her out of bed and tries to get rid of her. And then basically, and then like in the process, sees that all these dirty dishes are in the kitchen. He's like, what happened in the kitchen? She's like, well, I, well, I had, had to, to eat. eat. And so he gets in the shower, makes her clean the entire kitchen while he's in the shower. And then when he comes out and she's still there. He's like, okay, well, I'm taking your ass back. And then uh, all of this added to which she's no longer getting paid. Right. He's no, she's no longer getting a thousand a night. She willingly came back. She wanted Mitchell back for some reason and all this. And then he took her back to jail. 
And that's oh. the end of the movie. It freezes. It's just like a freeze frame on right. a he surprise says, face. So yeah. he grabs her arm and says, well, let's get your coat. And then they start. he starts to jerk her away. Freeze oh frame. God. Roll credits. Yeah. Jesus Christ. That's Mitchell. So we'll take a quick break. We'll let Adina collect herself. And we'll be right back with some trivia. All right. So some trivia on this one. Dina, Adina was actually right. That actually was Greta's son. Thank you. At least according to Wikipedia's behind the behind the scenes production. Thank mm. you. Thank you. He is referred to as Greta's son. Ha, bitches. And uh, additionally, he in the TV version, it was edited to say. I really don't like this version. Buzz off, of you buzz off kid. <laughs> <laughs> so I was unaware this is a competition. I'll try harder next time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, mean, I was just excited that I made a connection. Other than like a lot of edit, stuff music. in the editing amongst TV and this big screen, that's all I really had on it. Other than, oh. you know, it's in an MST3K dub. I, yeah. I looked up the director. Yeah? I did some research on this guy. What do you got? He's He was British. This guy was six foot, seven and a half inches tall. Wow. He was married four times. He is known for being the director who... Directed the most episodes of Gunsmoke. What? Which, yeah. That's the second director we've had who's been involved with Gunsmoke. Oh, yeah, it is. He, he's directed Jimmy Stewart, Clint Eastwood, yeah. and John Wayne. He uh, was the assistant director on The Quiet Man. So wow. this is a guy with some shit. Okay. So what you're saying, this was definitely towards the end of his career. Oh, my God. I don't know what the fuck happened with this guy. <laughs> but... I mean, this guy had vision. He had some cred. He, you know, he directed some really amazing people. Mm -hmm. And then this happened. Yeah. So I I have to wonder what. But I just, I was like, oh, my God. I just, I needed to know who the director was. Because there was clearly, like, and who knows? Maybe it got messed up in editing. I don't know. But if you're a director, you usually have a vision. Right. Right? And so I don't know what it was at all. I would still say he still got his due, seeing as it's still a movie that's talked about even outside of our podcast. I mean, <laughs> it's, again, like I said, I think it's one of the more popular videos on MST3K. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Covered. And the, the only other thing I thought that was actually appropriate was one of the taglines I read on the poster, oh, and it God. said, Brute Force with a Badge. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's a great poster. Yeah, and I thought, you oh, know yeah. what? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. That that tagline sums up this movie beautifully. So right. that's something it got right. That this guy really was just a blunt instrument. God, that poster's great. Yeah. It's like him, like wearing like a plaid jacket, even the, pulling even a though, harpoon out of Linda Evans. Yeah. I mean, even though like the first, I would say third of the movie, you're led to believe it's just he's a bungling yes. idiot who can't quite do his job right, and. Uh, that's you know that it's supposed to be a comedy in that regards, but right. then it just no, no, it's not, it's not. And so he, if they had taken that uh, out, was was this before uh, or after Walking Tall? Uh, I, can oh, find I don't out. know. That's Let's a good see. question. Because that's the kind of character he ends up becoming in this movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, so, it's that same kind of brute force. That's exactly what it is. He becomes okay. a cold-blooded killer. This would made. This was made several decades before Walking Tall. Interesting. Okay. 
Yeah, Walking yeah. Talk was made in the early 2000s. Let's see, 2004. No, 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 no. that's that. No, that's Jack. I'm gonna beat the <laughs> shit out of you, Georgia style. Oh, no. damn! I can't find a clear result at all. But, I'm, but I'm coming with up, a list of puns. You, you next look time. it up. Yeah, list of puns. But if they had taken the comedy out, the Rock was great in that. Could you? Uh, could you imagine? <laughs> How powerful? Seventy three. Walking Tall was, 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 was seventy three. So it was two so years before. So this was two years before. But could you imagine if they had taken all the comedy out? Oh no! And that's exactly how I felt like watching it. Um, is if they had taken that aspect of it out, that he was you know a bumbling idiot of a detective. Mm-hmm. If they had taken that part out and really focused on sharpening that cat and mouse between him and Cummins, mm-hmm. this actually could have been a really good crime thriller. Yeah. Without it question. Really could, because I think the story as it is is really good. If you take away Joe Don Baker's performance right. and just look at the actual story of, okay, this cop, you know, who who is is motivated for seeking justice, you know, he wants to make sure he gets it right. Um, and then finds this crime scene and they try to get him away from it, and that makes him more determined to solve it, and and that leads him to finding out about this bigger thing, and then they know that he's onto them, so they try to get him on their side, and yep. it's that back and forth. Like this really could have built into something really cool, yeah. Um, but because they had that the tonal issues of, yep. well, Jodon Baker thinks he's in a comedy, until it turns into Walking Tall, basically, right. where he just starts killing people ruthlessly, right? Um, and then you have the whole subplot with Linda Evans' character, which goes nowhere and right. adds nothing, nothing at all to this movie. It's nope. true. It adds nothing. And so that whole part of it could have been taken out completely. It's yeah. just, let's, exactly. have a, let's just have a woman in the cast. Right. That's the, it's yeah, like, the, well, the good guy's got to have a, a, gir- a right. girl. He gets the girl in the end. Yeah, something. there were and three women in this movie. Yeah. No, four. Sorry, there were four. Four women in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I mean, it could have been a really powerful, really sad movie. Yeah. And it really wasn't. I mean, it was sad in so many other ways. On that note, let's take a look at best line, worst line. Zip, what do you have for best line, worst line? For for best line, basically, uh, I I kind of cheated and went with the entire scene with the kid. Yes. Um, the piss off piss off kid. Yes. That, because that the ki- first of all, the kid truly deserves the hobo in the barn award because he's the best actor in the whole fucking thing. Yes. Uh, honestly. Yes. <laughs> because he is leading. That scene. Yes. Joe Don is just following behind. The kid is the (laughs) The one who is leading that scene. scene. And it is comedy gold. It's like if this is if this was the one moment of comedy and levity in the entire movie, worth it. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Because it's the only one that truly works. Okay. Uh, and but but the way the, that the line just uh, or the lines just snap back and forth, yeah. and the kid is keeping toe to toe with him, and it's it's just the so kid funny. Was great. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. If I if we're gonna go with dialogue, then like you know uh, an entire section, I'm gonna go with he lays me, then he busts me. Well, yeah, she asked <laughs> me too. What lay her or bust her? Both. Both. <laughs> yeah, and my best line is that's a mistake, lady. Not an offense. I have a worse line. What do you mm-hmm. got? You're as bent as the Tower of Pisa. You just don't know it. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, in a similar line, yeah. My worst line was uh, when uh, the when he's sitting outside of Cummins' house, 
uh, and the first time that Cummins actually comes out and talks to him while he's sitting in his car. And they get it all straight. It's like, no, I'm here. I am watching you. This is my job. I'm going to follow you everywhere. And the guy's like, okay, you know, just wanted to get that straight between us. Watch out for falling Thank rocks. You. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. That was mine too. Yeah. And that was his threat. Yeah, watch out that for falling rocks. That was a watch out for falling rocks. And then, and then he walks away. Well, and then, then Mitchell's sitting there like, I wonder what he means by that. And I'm sitting here going, what the fuck does he mean by that? <laughs> well, Mitchell was so confused that he actually stuck his head out the window and he looked, up. looked up. He yeah. looked up. Yeah. It looked like, what is our literal rocks going to fall down and hit him? I, yeah. yeah. I was like, as far as a threat, that's as vague as they come. Yeah. All right, moving along to drinking game. Drink when he drinks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah that's Drink the... when Mitchell drinks. And that includes yeah. if he appears drunk in a scene. Use your right. discretion. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be on the floor. And that, and that includes the beer that gets excited and spews out on her leg. Yeah. <laughs> that counts. Yep, that counts. Uh, and I don't know, every time he, he like brutally kills somebody. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, because that takes care of the last half of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we kind of covered this out the review, but what do they do right? What one thing would you guys say that they kind of? Well, the the kid scene. Yeah, the kid scene is the best scene in yeah. the whole movie. Um, it's I, really I mean, out there too. The, the 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 sound isn't horrible. No, no. Um, and the music. I mean, the 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 music is awesome, except yes. for the actual songs with words in them. Yes, yeah. yeah. Because there's two. Oh, because God. there's one during the se- the the really long sex scene with the. Mitchell, he's a wacky guy, whatever the words is. I mean, that's how it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. And then there's another one yes. towards the end yeah. where you think there's going to be another sex scene. Thank and then, God there's not. And the stupid music starts playing. Yeah. No, the actual, like, the, 70s. The action, the action chase scene. The yeah. actual, yeah. Like, that music's great. All that music is fantastic. Fits the mood, fits the time period perfectly. I thought the explosions were good. The explosions were good. They're always good. Yeah. Yeah, even though I don't understand why the go kart exploded. Yeah, or the, I don't know the why that. Exploded. Yeah, I mean, I like I, I I like a good explosion also, but yeah. I couldn't figure out why it exploded just by falling over. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much it. The cinematography is just it's, it's par for the course. It's, fine. it's not bad. It's not great. It's just it is. It's chasing it is. the French Connection. It's uh, yeah. With that said, Zip, we could use a rating on this. Oh, you mean from the flaming cinematic turd meter? Um. Uh, okay, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna defer to uh, Adina on this one. Oh no! Oh yeah, it's coming. Wow, that's a lot of power. It is a lot of power. Um, I'm I'm gonna give this bitch a four. I didn't hate it as much, you know, because my barometer is date movie, obviously. Right. Um, and I and I didn't hate it as much as you hated Ed. But How can yeah, you I'm tell? gonna. <laughs> Because you weren't walking on the furniture, so but this <laughs> this movie pissed me off. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a four. Okay, thanks, Zip. Absolutely. No, I'm gonna like, I, I'm gonna be the the differing one here. I I, I didn't hate this movie, not really <laughs> at all. I'm, I mean, it's got problems, but again, I like the idea of an incompetent police officer, but not incompetent in the sense. Because, you know, you see a lot of cop movies like mm-hmm. where, you know, he's against the grain with the police department, but it's also in kind of a badass way. But I like right. the idea of like a bumbling. And again, it, it's not consistent because it goes really dark towards the end of the film. Yeah, and not yeah. like but, in a Mr. Magoo kind of way right. where he's just like, right. oh, I fumbled into this and ends up winning the day. Or, no. uh, and not even to a Inspector Clouseau level. Like, right. We're not talking that level either. It right. just... 
because someone who is not as great at his job, but yet somehow still is able to save the day. And that's yeah. that's something that I don't see a whole lot of. Because like, no. usually, like with those kinds of movies, like where you see the unlikely hero who saves the day, it's usually because they have some revelatory moment towards the end of the movie that suddenly makes them a badass. And it's so cliched, especially now. I, I don't know that the, the fact that he kind of found that within his own means is sort of what I, what I dig about it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, the whole idea of uncovering the mystery is coherent. I mean, it's right. It is consistent. It's not like something just drops into his lap. There's not, you know, terrible, terrible exposition to find something out. Right. And so, it's just because we're able to see all of the people involved in the, in the ring. Yeah. Like explaining everything or they, you know, they're, they're the ones who are relaying the information to us, not because the detective is doing his job right. and right. uncovering this information. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because he does no police work. No, he doesn't. I just I, I think this is one of the ones where I don't think the one of our movies that we've covered where I don't think the writing was the biggest glaring issue for no. me. The uh, subject of the movie was right. kind of its detriment, I think, as a whole. But again, there's a lot of original originality to it that I kind of dug. So that's why. I, I, uh, well, in what they were going for, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and, and again, all of this I preface by saying I'm also a huge fan of the MST3K dub, so I went in with oh, a bit yeah. of a bias, right? Yes, yeah. And so I've I, never seen it, no, so my my flaming turd meter rating might be mm-hmm. lower had I seen that. Oh, hey, check it out! I mean, all of you listeners out there, if any of you have not seen the dub of MST3K before with this movie, please watch it because you're doing yourself a great. Uh, it's a good. It's a good hour and a half. Oh, it is. Joel and the robots are just going all out <laughs> on this movie. So, I mean, my closing thoughts. Check that out. I mean, that's my. Oh yeah, it's worth it. It's so funny. Any closing thoughts for you guys? Yeah, that, I mean that's there was a, there was a better movie hiding under yes. a uh, tonally all over the place yes. film. Yeah. But that said, that's about it for our episode of It Came from the Bottom. Once again, I am Jack. I'm Zip. I'm Adina. Next time, the Aztec mummy against the humanoid robot. Beep, boop, boop. <laughs>